This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, tonight we're going to we're going to go back this week's Pasha's Pasha's Yishlach. We're going to go back a little bit. We're talking about the dangers of rationalization, making things that are wrong right. We're not realizing when you get into something that the, the Satan is very careful not to make things look bad. When you, We had a whole discussion today in seminary about the iPhone. So there's many rabbis that are like, many good rabbis, good people that are like, listen, Rabbi Wallerstein, it's here to stay. You can't tell people they can't have iPhones. It's here to stay. Teach people how to use them. It's, it's here. You can't get rid of it. So instead of trying to get rid of it, teach them how to use it correctly. So the whole, that whole concept is, okay, if that's what you have to do, that's what you have to do, but I'm into prevention. If you, if you can prevent, every girl that went, that, that went from a smartphone to a regular phone told me that nothing to do with religion, something to do a little bit with religion, but, but that they got their lives back, that they're not on the phone a whole day, and they, they manage their the kids and their life and everything else. So we're talking about the whole, the first sin that ever happened, was the Nachash. And the Nachash didn't say to, to Chava, um, let's go do a sin. Because she would have ran for her life. As any girl would. But he said, no, let's talk. Let's talk. Let's have a discussion. What's the deal with the fruit? Are you allowed to have fruit? Any trees are okay? Very innocent question. So, like, what's your name? You're going to go to work and, the guy says, like, what's your name? How, where, where do you come from? Oh, you're Jewish? Wow. I used to have a Jewish friend in school, public school. And you're like, really? I have to be nice. Can't be not nice to someone. So you start talking to him. It ends up in a very bad place. Never starts in a bad place. Sultan's too smart for that. Never starts in a bad place. It starts in a good place. He makes everything kosher. But that's what happened, that's what happened with, with, um, with Chava. Right, just, just look at it inside. It's so innocent. So many bad, so much bad stuff starts so innocent. You have to be able to be smart enough to see through it. Well, what did Chava do wrong? Snake is talking to you. She's talking back. She should ignore him. Rabbi, you want me to ignore the people at work? Or the people in my class? And co- I should ignore people? To kill Hashem! To ignore a guy who's talking to you. Yeah, the, what, what goes on, what happens later, a few months later or a year later, is a bigger chilashem. Much bigger. Don't be so from when it comes to not doing, when it comes to not doing the right thing. So, here, let's take a look. Let's take a look. Ba'anachash ha'ya'arum mikolchayasasada. He was very sly, shrewd. Why do you have to tell me that? Because the way he got Chava was through shrewdness. Like, he didn't walk over to her and say, Hey, Chava, what's up? Let's do an Avera. No, she would have ran to Adam in five seconds. This is what he said. Is it true that Hashem said, You can't eat from any trees? No. See, women are maternal. So women like to take care of things. So they like to help. They get, boys don't buy little baby dolls when they're kids. Because we're not maternal. 
but they want to have a little baby doll, but they're too young, they're little kids, they want to have a baby, they can't have a baby, so they go buy a Barbie, whatever doll they buy, whatever it is, dress shirt, pull her here, comb her here. Then they have these ones that you can put, you can put a bottle in, and then you have diapers. It's like on some ice. It's a whole mice. Toys R Us is a whole mice kind of time, right? What are you doing, kid? It's plastic. It's not a baby. You know, but it's a girl. Girl, you have to let it be maternal. She has a teddy bear. She has her blankie. She, has, she likes to take care of things. So the Nachash knew this. So he knew that if he's going to ask her, make a statement say, and ask her a question, she's going to be so helpful. Before, before smartphones, before Waze, before Google Maps, before all that stuff, when you didn't know how to go somewhere, you asked directions. In the old days, there was such a thing as asking directions. You, you, you couldn't find the wedding hall. You came to the gas station or you pulled over. You say, excuse me, do you know where so-and-so is? So if you asked a guy, he would make, move his head for a second. He would say, okay, go five miles, make a left, make a right. It's on your left, it's on your right. Have a good day. If you ask a woman, she's like, listen, follow me. Are you going there? No, but I'll take you. I'll show you how to get there. Because that's how they are. So he knew that. He was very Aram. There's a reason I'm telling you this. We'll, we'll get to it in tonight's share. So she answered him, No, no, you're wrong. You can eat any fruit that you want. But those two trees in the middle of the garden, you're not allowed to eat from it. And she really wanted to take care of the situation. She said, You're not allowed to even touch it. That wasn't, that wasn't true. But some, there's a big machlech if she made that up or if Adam told, told her that because he wanted to make sure she wouldn't even touch it. Now the nochash got you, girls. Because now he's got you in a conversation. Oh, it's not true what Hashem said. That, that you're going to die. You're not going to die. And according to the Medrash, the nochash did something really nasty to her. Not stop talking, but he also did something very nasty, and that's forever. So, so it started off as very, very innocent, but it ended up very, very not innocent. So you have to be careful. You have to be careful. Now, why am I telling you this? Because there was someone named Lovon. Lovon Ha'arami. Lovon was in last week's parasha. Lovon was in parasha Chayisara. Lovon had a sister named Rivka, right? Lovon... Why was he called white? He was a lowlife. Russia, he was as black in midos and actions as you could be. So why did they call him Lavan? Because his power was to make himself look innocent and just nice. And that's the one you got to worry about. The bad guy, the bad stuff. Oh, I don't watch that stuff, Rabbi. I don't look at that stuff. Yeah, there's a movie, I was just watching with my friends, it wasn't so bad. And it just goes from one to the next to the next, and all of a sudden you're watching things that you shouldn't have done. It never starts off nasty, it starts off nice, but it ends up nasty. So, let's see what happens with this bad, bad guy, Lovon. Okay, listen to this. Now, Lovon was in Russia, and maybe even bigger than him was his father, Basuel. Basuel was Rivka's father. You, any girl, he was the governor of his of his town. Any girl that wanted to get married had to be with Basuel the night before. He took away the Basulim. That's why he was called Basuel. This was a bad guy. A Russia Shiba Rasham. Basuel and Lovin were both Rasham. Listen to how they talk 
Teliezer. Okay. Let's see. Ruth, you have a chair? I told them they have to leave you a chair. Okay. All right. So he asked, he asked her, Basmiat. She says, Bas Pesuel, Anoichi, I'm Bas Pesuel. And he says, Thank you to Hashem Eliezer. Well, Rivka Achu Shmai Lavan. By the way, the Medrash says, that, Why was he called Lavan? Where did he get that name from? He was an albino. He was white, his hair was white, everything was white. He was an albino. Shalavan. Lovin was, let's read it from inside. Sheach Yishal Rivka, the brother of Rivka, Hayyishmai Lovin, Alshem Shemaro Oyre Hayyilovin Biyaser. His skin was white. He was, a, he, was a, he was an albino. But, very important to what we're going to learn tonight. The Targum Yerison says, in Pashat Balak, that big Russia, Bilam, right, who cursed Kaisrol, Shalovin Harami Hu Bilam. He lived a long time, and he was that really bad sorcerer called Bilam. Okay? So he's not a good guy. He's really, 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 really bad. So all those who are listening, yes, Lovelin was Billum, according to the Tiger Anderson. So let's see what Lovelin says. When Lovelin saw that his sister had bracelets and earrings and all kinds of things that 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 Eliezer brought, he brought a lot of gold. He brought a lot of money. When he heard about what he said, what did he say? Listen to this. This is amazing. Till he has a come. Baruch Hashem. Blessed is God. This guy was the biggest idol worshiper. He had truffin that, that Rachel had to steal from him. He's the biggest sorcerer. He's the, he served, he, he was so low that he slept with his chamar. Okay, his wife, he was married to his donkey. You're not going to get lower than that. So him and his father, right? And all he's talking, Baruch Hashem. Thank Hashem that you came to visit us. This is the game. Look at me, I'm a big tzaddik, right? Okay, wait, we're not done. So, after he saw all the gold, he says, Baruch Hashem, why are you standing outside? I made the house ready for you. Welcome to my castle. And I have a place for your donkeys. Okay, sounds like a good place, right? So, Eliezer said, I'm not sitting down to eat, I'm not doing anything until I tell you the whole story. And he tells him the whole story. Listen to what these two Rishayim say to Eliezer, and then they poison him. That's the Satan. He reels you in like a, like a worm on a, on a hook. And, you, and, and everything's like good and fine and everything, and all of a sudden you find yourself doing things you never dreamt that you do, because it starts off very innocently. All adultery, all affairs that happen in the office and all these other places start off in a very you know, like, oh, you know I I, I, I see that um, a guy will come over to you and say like, you know, you, you're so modest and you're so fine and how long are you married? Oh, I'm married 10 years and how's your marriage? Oh, my husband is wonderful. He says, you know, I really want to be a wonderful husband but I'm not getting along with my wife. Maybe you could like give me some pointers. You're done! You fall into that, you are dunsky. And you know how I many women fall into that? And they just want to be nice. They just want to help his terrible marriage. Meanwhile, his wife doesn't know 
the, the other guy's wife doesn't know he's having a terrible marriage. She thinks she's having a great marriage. So he tells this girl, I'm having a terrible marriage. I want to help him. Hashem Shemayim Hashem. I told my, sem- my seminary girls, I have so many girls today that they're like, Wallerstein, you know, my, my boyfriend, he goes to Shachwis since he met, you know. I worked on it. I worked on him. He goes to Davin every morning because of me. I'm like, yeah, but last night, you have Karas like 12 times. So, so you brought him into hell, you brought him to Gehenim, 12 times you brought him into Gehenim, and this morning he went to Shachwis. Yay. That's the Satan. I'm not a bad person. You know what I mean? I got him to learn, and now he never used to talk to his mother. Now he does Kibbutz of Aim because Hashem said, that's what Hashem wants. You should do a virus to get a guy to do mitzvahs. That's not what Hashem wants. That's love on White. Nice. Good. That's his trap, which we'll see this week is Esau's trap also. Esau is much more scary when he's your brother than when he's Esau. Because when he's your brother, you assimilate. The destruction of Kaisal is assimilation. In Mitzrayim, we assimilated. We were very assimilated before the, before the Holocaust. We, we, we assimilate. Because the government are nice to us. When they're not nice to us, we live differently. We know we, 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 they don't like us. We're beginning to find out in America that they're not so nice to us after today. Not a simple thing that happened today, right? They're, they're, and the reaction afterwards wasn't like, Nebuchadnezzar, poor Jews. It was like, why are you, why are you living in our city? Why, what are you doing in Jersey City? Instead of saying, we'll protect you, we love you, we'll take care of you. It's like, why did you come to our city? So... So when it's like that, we know where we know where we stand. Then we know what's when they're very when everyone's very nice to us, but inside they don't like us. And this was love on. Listen to this. Listen to what they say. So at the end of his whole story, Eliezer says, If you want to do a favor to my, Eliezer is telling them, you want to do a favor to, to Abraham Avinu, he tell tell me, tell me you're going to let Rivka go. In low, if you're not going to let Rifka go, he giddily. Eliezer didn't play games. According to the Medrash, he was, he was Nimrod's son. He didn't play games. He says, either give me Rifka or if not, tell me you're not giving it to me and I'll leave. By Yan, Lavan of Busuel. Busuel took the Busuels from the women. Lavan was the Oyvdeh of Listen to what they said. By Yerman, they said, it seems to be that this is what Hashem wants. We have nothing to say. Sadikim. How many people, how many parents, when it comes to Shidduch, they're like, it's up to Hashem, we have nothing to say. Sadikim, these two. And then, they said, Mazutav, let's eat. And they poured poison in the soup. But, Hashem, Hashem. This is the danger. Okay, so he got fooled. Well, he got fooled. If it wasn't for the Malach, he'd be dead. So, here, I mean, you would think these are the biggest tzaddikim. Here's Rivka, you can have her. go. And she should be the wife of Yitzchak. Kasher, di Hashem. Because that's what Hashem wants. So, Eliezer's like thinking, wow, it's a deacon. And then, they poisoned him. Okay, let's go further. Let's go further. Because once you're like this, you're like this. And so many, the reason I'm talking about it is so many people get fooled by the good satan. By the white satan. Not by the black, by the dark satan. By the, by the white satan. All right. 
Now let's go to Parshas Vayetze. So, Yaakov goes out and he makes a deal with Lavan when he gets there to marry Rachel, right? So here we go. When Lovan heard that Yaakov came to, he heard from Rachel that Yaakov came. He ran to meet him. He hugged him. He kissed him. And he brought him home. He thought that he would have gold and silver on him, just like Eliezer had. When he didn't have any, he gave him a big fat kiss to see if he had any diamonds in his mouth. Because he used to hide diamonds in their mouth so that nobody would be able to find it. This guy, this guy was, he, in his kiss, he was looking to steal from, from Yaakov Avinu. This is love and harami, okay. Anyway, he said to Yaakov, listen, you're my nephew. I don't want you to work for free. He's a good guy. If you didn't know, if I wouldn't tell you this, so far you see love and do anything wrong. Hashem, Hashem, Hashem. And he kissed him and he hugged him. Looks like a really nice guy. We'll see soon. His true colors will come out. His true whiteness. Okay? So, he said, what do you want? But yeah, Yaakov is Rachel. Yaakov said, I want to work for Rachel, your younger daughter. Okay? Deal. Lovin says, deal. Shake hands. You work seven years. I'll give you my, my little one, Rachel. Okay? So, he works for seven years. And then Yaakov says to Lovin, bring me, bring me my wife. Okay, so you love and makes a wedding. He takes Leah. And he, he, he switches. Rachel for Leah. He's a liar. He's a crook. He made a deal. You're working seven years for Rachel. But he switches for Leah. So here comes rationalization. Because that's what liars do. They rationalize whatever they do. Oh, I steal, but I give, it to, I give money to Tzedakah, Rabbi. So I do all these businesses that I'm stealing from people, but I'm not, I, but I, I support yeshiva. So I don't feel bad about it. Hashem doesn't want your stolen money. There's a, there's a halacha in the Torah. It's called Esnam Zainav. Let's say a woman is on the dark side and she makes money from a business that you're not supposed to be doing, right? And then she does tshuva. She becomes a rabbitson. She was, as a, as a, as a teenager, she was a zaina and now she became a rabbitson. She did total tshuva. She has all this money that she made when she was a zaina. She said, "You know what I want to do with this money? I want to donate it to the shul. I want to. I want. I want to buy a beautiful. I want to thank Hashem. Just had a baby. I want to buy a carbon taida to thank Hashem. So I'm going to take the money that I made. I did tshuva, and I, it's called esnam zaina, money from a zaina. The Torah says Hashem doesn't want that. You're not allowed to use that money to buy a carbon." Doesn't want, it doesn't want money made not kosher. Even if you became kosher, your money is not kosher. He's not interested. Doesn't want that money. That's the, that's the halach. Okay, so here, he made a deal. What does Lovin say? Does Lovin say, ha ha, I cheated you, I fooled you, I got you. Oh no. Oh no, Yaakov, what is wrong with you? You have no taina to me. Listen to what he says. But he babayke, and it comes in the morning. Yaakov says, oh my gosh, it's not my deal. It's, it's not Rachel, it's Leah. So he ran to his father-in-law. 
What did you do to me? You liar, you crook. Didn't I work for Rachel? Why did you fool me? So at this point, Levin should have said, well, tough luck, you're married. No, he's, he's a tzaddik. What are you kidding me? We don't do this in my place. To marry off the younger one before the older one? It would hurt Rachel's, it would hurt Leah's feelings if her younger sister got married first. So he didn't say I did something wrong, I'm a crook. He's like, you, Yaakov, what's wrong with you? You, you wanted to be with the younger one before the older one? You're the bad guy. Lava, you broke the deal. No, you're the bad guy. In our town, we don't do such stuff. That's Lavan. That's making rationaliz- rationalization. You lied. You made a deal with me. What do you mean in your town? You didn't tell me when you made the deal that in your town you don't do that. So instead of saying, I'm sorry, fooled you, he was like, there's something wrong with you, Yaakov. What do you, you want it to take the younger girl before her older sister and Shiduchim? You know that in Shiduchim, the, old, the, the older sister goes first. The younger sister has to wait for the older sister. So this is what we do in our town. He made Yaakov feel like he was wrong. He stole from Yaakov. That's a, that's a Ramai. That's a Nachash. That's a Bilam. Okay? Let's go further. You'll see the difference between a Yaakov and a Lavan. So Yaakov works very, very hard. And at the end of Pasha Vayetze last week, he runs away. Because he, he realized that this guy Lavan doesn't like him anymore. So he runs after Yaakov. But Yom Lavan Yaakov. Yaakov Lavan catches up to Yaakov. He says, Mo'asisa, what did you do? You stole my heart. This guy had no heart. He had no heart whatsoever. Right? He's a romanticist. You stole my heart. And you, you led my daughters like prisoners. Why did you do this to me? If I would have sent them out, if you would have told me that you're leaving, I would have sent them out with a band, with music. Most people don't concentrate on these people. I would have made a whole party. It would have been a big parade. Meanwhile, the night before he came to meet Yaakov, he had in mind to kill Yaakov and everybody. And I sure had to come to him in a dream and say, keep your hands off Yaakov. Now he's telling Yaakov, how dare you? I would, I would have made a parade. Right? Wait. The light, you think this guy is the nice, if I didn't give you this year and you just learned Chumash as it is, you would think he is the nicest guy you ever met. Older sister has to get married for He's right, Rabbi Wallerstein. Don't you know Shidduchim, they have to wait. What do you mean? What do you mean Rachel should get married? That's not the deal he made, right? This is what he says. He says, And you didn't give me a chance to kiss all my grandchildren? Ah! He's going to kiss his grandchildren? Okay. Then the real, then the real, then the real love one shows up. I was scared you're gonna steal my children. He was a crook. So he says to him, This is where you have to see what he's all about. Yaakov says, Listen, I was up all night, I took care of your animals, never returned to you a dead animal. I ate ice in the middle of the night, I didn't sleep for these twenty years, I worked for you. 14 years for your, for your daughter, 6 years for the time. 
He says, I know that if it was up to you, you would have sent me out without nothing. If I didn't have God with me, says Yaakov, you would have sent me not a, not a stitch of clothing on me. You're a crook. You're a lowlife. If I didn't escape, you would have stripped everything away from me. Hashem saw how hard I worked, so he made this plan that I should leave. You ready for this? Here's Lavan. I, I, I was in California yesterday. I was in L.A. I spoke to a group of guys, and I said, this is the danger of being successful. When you become rich, or when you become successful, you believe, it's because I'm smart. It's because I'm lucky. It's not lucky, because I'm smart, because I know what I'm doing. There's a very famous rich guy that people used to come to him for advice. He's very, very wealthy. So everybody, if you're wealthy, you must be smart, right? Everybody came to him for advice. And then one day he lost all his money. And nobody came for advice anymore. So he turned to his rabbi and he says, I don't understand, I lost my money, I didn't lose my mind. How come no one's coming to me for money anymore? Right? So, so yeah, the minute you start to make money, you start to be successful, you think it's you. But it's not you. There's a famous story with the Chafetz Chaim. Um, I told it to these guys yesterday. They're Baruch Hashem, very successful businessman. I said, well, the Chafetz Chaim once spoke about this, that the Yitzhahara of being successful is, it's me. I don't need Hashem. Poor people need Hashem. Sick people need Hashem. Rich people are doing very well. What do I need Hashem for? Right? You know the story with the parking spot. Guy had a, guy had a meeting at 4 o'clock. And he had, it was a very important meeting. And he had to be on time. And he comes to the street in Manhattan and there's no parking spots. And he knows if he's going to be late, they're not going to do business with him. So it's like three minutes to four. He's circling the block. There's nothing. He says, Hashem, I'm begging you. If you love me, I'm begging you. I'm dominating to you. I need a parking spot. All of a sudden, the car in front of him pulls out. And he starts to park his car. And he's like, Hashem, I found one. I don't need you. Because the minute you, the minute you do it, it's like, I, I don't need you. I, I got you, right? So, so... The, the Chavetz Chaim says, there's a story of the Chavetz Chaim that he spoke in a shul, and a very wealthy shul, and he said to them that the Yetzirah of being successful is, is it's me, I did it. It's my strength. And that if Hashem wants, He can take all your money away in one second. Okay, he finishes his share. This very wealthy man comes up to the Chavetz Chaim, he says, with respect to the Chavetz Chaim, you made a statement today that isn't true. Chavetz Chaim said, what did I say? He said, Hashem can take all your money away in one second. I have 40 banks in 40 different countries. They can't all go bankrupt in one second. Chavot Chaim looked at him and said, you don't understand. Hashem doesn't have to take the bank away from you. He can take you away from the bank, and that only takes a second. A heart attack, and you don't have any money. You're gone. You're in the other world. Chavot Chaim said, who said that Hashem has to take the banks away from you? He can take you away from the banks. So don't, don't think for one second that it's yours. It's not yours. How do you know it's not yours? How you know something's not yours? If something can take, if someone can take something away from you, then it's not yours. Hashem can take your money away in one second because he can take you away. So now this is what Lovin says. So until now, girls, the sweetest guy in the world, Baruch Hashem, whatever Hashem wants. I want to kiss my kids. I want to parade. He's the biggest addict till this point. Now we see him unveiled. Bayan Lovin and Lovin answers. But Yomer, he says, El Yaakov, to Yaakov, Habanos Benosai. You're, these, these, these girls, they're my daughters. Habanim, your children, your children are my children. 
Habanim, your sons, Banai, they're mine. Everything is mine. Hatsoin, your sheep, Tsoini, is mine. The Chalashetaraya, and anything that you see, and anything that you have, anything that you own, Lihu, it's all mine. You have nothing. It's all me. That's what he said. So at this point we see his true color. No Hashem, no niceness. Everything's mine. It's all mine. All right. That was Lavan. Now, this week's Pasha. Yaakov Avinu. Esau is coming to kill him. Nothing to talk about. 400 seasoned soldiers against a man with four wives and 12 little kids. No chance against Esav and his seasoned army of 400 men. So, Yaakov splits the machin, we all know the story. Now, when Esav meets him, Esav is the same thing. Esav used to go to his father and ask him, do you have to give Meiser on straw? He was also a lover. He talked a big game. Talked a big game. But really, down deep, he was in Russia. But it says the following. Before Esav met him, Yaakov had an amazing fight, right? You all know he went back to get some jars, the jars of oil that, that continued pouring. It was a special jar. But Yivasa Yaakov Levado, Yaakov was alone. Vayavik ish imo, and a man fought with him. We speak every year about why does he use the word vayavik? Vayavik means they kicked up dust. Doesn't mean to fight. So Rashi says they kicked up dust all the way until the kisei covered, which is impossible. Dust from earth cannot reach God's throne. What does this mean that he kicked up dirt, he kicked up dust? Why does he use the word vayilachem? He may have had a machama with him. He had a fight with him. Not not vayavik. It's a beautiful tale of Shem Shemping, because I say it every year, that he knew, the Malach of Esav knew, that he could never kill, never destroy the Torah. Because the Torah is here forever, and he can never destroy every Jew. But he said, what I could do, which he has done very much in our generation, is, when Yavik comes to the word dust, Avak, I will make it very dull. I will make it not pretty. I will not make it beautiful. If you, if you, I, did, I didn't do it this year in my seminary, but I've done it in the years past, where I'd walk into the room and I'd say, I want every girl to write five things in this world that are beautiful. So they, they would write sunrise, sunset, a bird, a flower, my sister, my brother, my mother, um, fireworks. I don't know, all kinds of crazy answers I got. Everyone wrote flowers. Everyone wrote rose. Everybody wrote a rose. Every single girl wrote a rose. Then there are diamond. Those girls think about diamonds, right? Not one. Not one. In all my years of doing this. And if I did it with guys, it wouldn't be any different. Not one said the Torah. Because Torah is not beautiful in our heads. That adjective, beautiful, beautiful. Beauty is beauty. This model, this, 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 this rock star, this, this person, sunset, you know, it's beauty, a painting, the MoMA, right? It's beauty. It's beauty in the world. Tyra is not, it doesn't, in your head, when you ask a girl something beautiful, they're not going to write down a shir, a chumash, tehillim, my tehillim. Because the satan, which was 
which is Esav, he got, he kicked up dust to Yaakov. He knew he couldn't destroy the Torah, but he made it very boring. And I haven't said this till this year, but in the last five years, he took the most beautiful thing that we have, the most beautiful thing that we have, that also nobody wrote on their paper, and he made it dull. And a lot of people are struggling with Shabbos. Shabbos is beautiful. If you'd have asked me in fifth grade to write down five things that is beautiful, I don't have a question that I would have written. I don't know. I wouldn't have written Chumash Torah, but I would have written Shabbos. Shabbos is not beautiful anymore. People are struggling to make through Shabbos without using their phones. They're struggling. They don't know what to do with themselves. They have to buy 15 Hamodia, Mishpacha, Ami, like 15 newspapers just to make it through Shabbos. That was his kayach. That's what Esav did. Esav said, Yaakov, I can't, I can't destroy you. He hid him in his groin, because the Yerecho groin is where children come from. So it, it, he dislocated his groin. He said, Yaakov, you are too big at tzaddik. I can't, I can't stop, I can't make the Torah not beautiful to you. But I'm gonna dislocate. It's a, another, another thing. It's a very, there's a lot of, a lot of very deep hashkafa and very deep Kabbalah on this whole fight that happened. And, Batika Bakaf, he 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 didn't he didn't cut his foot off. He didn't break his foot. He dislocated his thigh. So he, which the thigh is a is a, is a um, it means your children, and the dis, it's a dislocation. I'm going to dislocate your children from Judaism. I'm not going to break them. They're going to be dislocated. What does it mean dislocated? It's like it's not beautiful. It's not beautiful. Everyone's struggling with sneers, and I don't give shirim to girls on sneers. Everyone's struggling with sneers because they don't think sneers is beautiful. They don't think being covered is beautiful. They think the opposite. The, the whole beauty of a woman, the beauty of Yiddishkeit, the beauty of, of Torah, the beauty of everything is the hidden, the, the beauty of a human being. Forget about a woman. The beauty of a be- human being is, is the hidden part, is the individuality of the person. That's the beauty of a human being. So, he took this dust, like sprinkled dust, like, you know, and he sprinkled this dust on, on, on all our mitzvahs, on everything. Nobody ever wrote, Tillin is beautiful, Tzitzit is beautiful, lighting candles for Shabbos, it's very beautiful to watch. A woman lighting candles is the most beautiful time right of the week. Nobody wrote on their paper, when, I, when my mother lights Shabbos candles, beautiful. we don't put that word together with Judaism. It's a religion. It's a bunch of rules. It's beautiful. When anybody in this room say, Yiddishkeit is beautiful, that happened in this fight. And what's very scary about it is that the, what the Mofarshim was saying, dust, dust doesn't, there's no dust on Hashem's, dust can't reach Hashem's throne. It cannot reach Hashem's throne. What does it mean? It means that when, when Shabbos and Sneers and Mitzvahs and Tzillin and Minyan and all these different things become dull, it will reach God that God will become dull to us. Nobody wrote God when I said, tell me something that's beautiful. Okay, we don't know what God looks like, but he's got to be the, the ultimate of beauty. A light, or whatever, whatever God is, he's got to be the ultimate of beauty. He's perfect. Nobody wrote that on their paper. <laughs> some, some, some rock star is beautiful. Some, some, some model was beautiful and some other things that they wrote on their papers. And, and, and they're very from girls, the, the girls that were writing the answers. 
Most of them wrote flowers and sunrise and sunset and the ocean and, and art and things like that. And, and they are beautiful. But there's nothing more beautiful than the Torah. This is what happened. And what happened from it is that we have so much atheism today because God, if the Torah is not, all these things are not beautiful, the Torah, the Mepharshim say it's going to reach his throne. And all of a sudden, no one's going to think God's beautiful. Is there a God? Atheism? And the whole thing is going to be out of style, out of coolness, out of style. This is what happened. And this is... And, and, and one second, and, and who is this fight with? Esau. Okay, we're just going to see about Esau. Right? This is Esau. Esau wants to kill Yaakov. He's fighting with him as a malach. His objective is to kill him. So Esau slain his Israel. Esau never said he loved Yaakov. Right? Well, what happens when you can't destroy us? So then you become our best friend. And we become like you. The assimilation rate in America is like 70 to 80 percent of Jews are marrying Goyim. It's crazy. 70 to 80, with the religious orthodox, we're very small. 70 to 80 percent are marrying Goyim. Because we're very, we're very comfortable. Oh, they're not Jewish, they're Christian. Okay, so we'll have a Hanukkah bush. Like, okay. At the end of the world. Yeah, that's what it is. So, 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 this was his koyach, right? So he realized he couldn't beat us as Esau, so he's going to beat us as Achi, as Achi Esau. He's much more dangerous when he's white. He's much more dangerous when he looks like he's a friend. Anyway, so, So Esau asked him, what's your name? No, I'm not going to call you Yaakov anymore. I'm going to call you Yisrael. Because Yaakov said, I'm not letting you go back to Shemayim to sing Shira unless you give me a bracha. So he gave him a bracha, Yisrael. What is Yisrael? The opposite of what the Malach did to him. The Malach put him in a fog. The Malach threw dust in his eyes. Right? Everything was not clear. Everything was not shiny. So he said, I want a bracha. So the Malach said, Yisrael, Yasher Kel. You'll be able to see God straight without any illusions, without any dust. That was the bracha he gave him. Okay. So Yaakov said, now I told you my name. What's your name? My, my, my student, Rabbi Stern, told me this. He learned in Eretz Yisrael. The Malach said, why are you asking me my name? Everybody asked. The Malach didn't answer the question. Why did Yaakov let him go? Yaakov asked him a question. What is your name? So, you can't tell me he was a Jewish Malach because he was Esau. Jewish, Jewish Malach, we know Jews answer questions with questions. Like, what's your name? Why are you asking me? Right? That's how we answer. But this guy was Esau, so he didn't... So he answered him, why are you asking me? Why are you asking me? But he was Esau. He's not a Jewish Malach. He says a beautiful... What? Right, so one, one answer was, why are you asking my name? Right now, it's, it's smartphones. Other time it was television, it was movies, it was stealing, it was... My name changes with every generation. So if I'm going to tell you my name right now, it doesn't mean anything. It's a beautiful answer. You ready? He did tell him his name. Lamazet Tishal Shemi. My name is, don't ask questions. Like Nike, just do it. He says, you want to know who I am, what the Satan is? Don't think about the consequence. What, the difference between a teenager and an adult is a teenager doesn't think about consequences. Let's just have, let's, Nike, let's just do it. Let's have fun. The, the, the adult thinks about, well, if I do this, 
what's going to happen, what's going to be the consequence. So you start to ask questions like, one plus one equals two, but if I do this and I don't do that and I do this, if I, if I stay up till four o'clock in the morning, then I can't go to work the next day. The teenager's like, I stay up till four o'clock and everything. So, Lama's at Tishal, don't ask any question, Rishmi, that's my name. So then Yaakov, he did answer, so Yaakov let him go. The maturity and growth in everything is by asking yourself before you go to sleep, what am I doing? Well, what did I do today? How many people did I make smile? How many things did I take last night on that I was going to do that I didn't do or I did today? There are times where I'm like, tomorrow I'm, I'm calling, whoever leaves me a message, I'm calling back. And then I go to sleep the next night, I'm like, oh my God, I didn't call anyone back. Why didn't you call anyone back? And I have to stop thinking. Were you busy? Were you lazy? Did you not care about all the sensitivities of other people when they're trying to reach you? And it could be it's an emergency and you have to go inside yourself and then maybe the next day you will call people back. But if you're just like, just do it. I don't care. I called them back. Didn't call them back. I'm not thinking about it. I'm getting to my bed and I'm going to put on my iPhone. I'm going to get on my WhatsApp. Or I'm going to go on all these different WhatsApp. I'm going to watch some lady cook in her kitchen with her kid and makeup and all this other stuff. And for two hours, I'm going to sit there and look at my screen, right? So I don't have time to think about what I did today, what I didn't do today, who I helped, why I didn't answer my mother's phone call, why didn't I call back. No. When was the tissue? Just party. Just have a good time. Just do whatever you want. Shmi. That's my name today, so. Want to know my name? That's my name. Just do it. Don't think about the consequence. All right. Bad guy. He made him give a bruh. He made him give a He forced him. He wouldn't let him go. Because that's what, he, that's what Yaakov wanted. You, 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 what's it called, took away my yosher. I'm not letting you go until you give me a bruh and fix it. That's what he told the malach. The malach was stuck. He needed to go to Hashem. He needed to do shira. He was stuck. He was holding him down. He didn't win this fight, girls. Yaakov didn't win this fight. The Malach went to Shemayim. Yaakov couldn't walk. He didn't win this fight. He, he just didn't get killed. Him. My question is, if he ever walked again. If the sun came up in the morning, then he healed him, but something didn't heal him. But he didn't win the fight. He didn't kill the, he didn't kill the angel of Asia. Okay, so, so everyone here can agree. This guy came at night. Asia was trying to kill him when he was by his mother. Asia sent a leaf out to kill him. Asa now trying to kill him with a malach. Asa tried to kill him. Asa was bad. But Asa did malach for Shira? Did he did malach? Yeah, but every malach is a Shira. Every malach is a Shira. And is he a bad malach? He's doing his job. That's his job, to be bad. The Asa Hara, is he a bad malach? He's doing his job. He's doing a little bit more than his job, I think. I think he's doing overtime. Right. Malach, that's a malach. Job of malach. Anyway, so what happened, so, so this guy, Asa, who's like loved one, this is what happened. So he comes to me, Yaakov, there's, there's 400 soldiers, right? This is the guy who tried to kill him three times. He runs to meet him, he hugs him, like Mr. Loved one. He falls on Yaakov's neck, and he kisses him, and he cries. What happened to the murdering, killing, evil Esau? And if you look at the Torah, you'll see that on the word of Yishakehu, there are dots. And the Medjah says that he bit into Yaakov's neck, like a vampire. He was going to rip his throat out. He was, a, he was an animal. So he kissed him, 
It was a kiss of death. And Hashem made Yaakov's neck turn to marble and broke his feet. So that didn't work. He tried to kill him three times, now he tried to bite him. But that didn't work. Okay? But you could he cried. So now Asaph is, it didn't work. So when, when the other side, the Sultan sees it's not working, I'm trying to get this girl to do all this bad stuff. He's not going for it. So now we're going to be her friend. And we're going to bring her in from the good side, like Lava did. So he says to, he says to um, Yaakov, very important, he says, you know, you got twelve kids, maybe you had grandchildren at that point. When you left our father's house, you were just alone, you're holding sheep, like, How'd you get all this stuff? Are you over there? No, that's when he, he asked him why he sent them everything. He said, I wanted you to like me. One second. He asked me. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Where did you get them all? He lifted his eyes, he saw the women, the wives. He didn't see Dina, she was in a box. But he saw, in Rachel, it's interesting, Yosef stood in front of her because Rachel was very beautiful. He didn't want Asa to look at her, so he blocked her. That was good. He saw the wives and the children. You left alone, like, who are all these people? Now, you remember what, what Lavan said? I'm going to end my share with this. Remember what Lavan said? What did Lavan say? Your children are my children, your daughters are my daughters, your sheep are my sheep, and everything you have is mine. So now, he's asking Yaakov, where did you get all this stuff? Is Yaakov going to say it's mine? What is Yaakov going to say? So he says, These are the children that God was nice enough to give me. I have nothing. Nothing is mine. Everything because Baruch who gave me. But then he asked him, all these people, you sent to me, who were they? So Yaakov said in Lavan Garaki, I lived with Lavan. And Lavan was a guy that success is all you. And your children are my children, and your money is my money, and my sheep is my sheep, and you're nothing. Everything is mine, mine, mine. Esau comes to Yaakov, he tries to kill him, he tries to kill him, he tries to kill him. He kisses him, he tries that, it doesn't work, none of it works. <coughs> And he says, you know what, I'm your brother. Let's be friends. You go your way, I'll go my way. Come visit Sawyer, come visit me. All things became very, very nice. And from that day on, that's what they did. Assimilation, assimilation, assimilation. We loved you. We saw in the house of the Lord. But until that point, we thought we were accepted. We were governors, we were generals. We were in the army, we were in the politics, we were bankers. We were in the, all the colleges. Until the Nazis didn't let the Jews be anywhere. But... It was, that, then it became Esau. But before Esau, it says, Achi Esau. First, before the Holocaust, it was so nice. My, my, my grandparents were affluent. They lived in Germany, affluent. They were respected, going with their best friends. They were in colleges. They were doctors, affluent. First came Achi. But then Roy, when Esau showed up, it's Achi Esau. Yeah, he gave him a big kiss and a big hug, but he also tried to bite him rip his throat out. 
So we need to know that, and we need to be very careful of the loved one, of the white one, of the one that looks like that is kosher Yosher. And this lesson that Yaakov learned, and he didn't become like Lavan, continues much later in his child Yosef by Paro. When Paro says his dream, Yosef says to him, you pulled him out of the dungeon, right? And he says the following. So in Colossi, I had a dream. I don't know. I don't know the translation. And I want you to, to I want you to um, to translate it for me. So here's Yosef in front of the Melech Messiah, and he's being told by the Melech Messiah, "Listen, little boy, I'm dependent on you to translate my dream." So Yosef should have said, "Okay, I'm going to try to let me, you know, I'll try to take it." No. Yosef answered Paro saying, what he learned from his father Yaakov, without Hashem, I can't answer anything. Whatever I'm going to answer you, it's from Hashem. I'm nobody. There's no special voice in the other. No banim, I'm my banim, you're my son, I'm my son, everything you see on mine. I have no translation for your dream. Without God. And because he said that, the Yomu Paro, is that who you are? Is everything you know is only from God? There's no one smarter than you. What was Paul saying to Yosef? You're a smart guy. You, you, you became second to the king in Mitzrayim, and it's not because you're able to translate dreams or you're a sorcerer. You are so smart that you're not taking responsibility of anything that you have, you're saying it's all from God? I could feel a baby, a guy like you, that doesn't take credit for what happened, but gives it all to God? My nation will, will be kissed by you. Like, he said, and the only thing bigger than you is this God. Yosef was able to see through the dust. Yosef was able to see clarity. Yosef was able to see that whether you get a shidduch now or a shidduch later, whatever you have in life, it's not yours. It's all up in the world. So it says, to take a person from life in one second. You own nothing. You think you own clothing? That person has no clothing. You think you own a car? That people don't have cars. You think you own a house? That people don't have houses. You think you have respect? That people don't have respect. You think you have love? That people don't have love. So everything you have is on loan. Everything is on loan. And one day, God collects the loan. But just know, whatever you have, your beauty, your smarts, your brilliant benefits to kid today, he's a, he's a lawyer, he, he, he's in Colombia, he's brilliant. Brilliant guy. In Colombia, he, he's lost in Colombia. And his whole thing when he, when he spoke to me today was, look how Hashem got me everywhere. Not, not like I, 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 I passed the LSATs, whatever they are, and I got into Colombia right away, which he did. It was like, look how Hashem got me where I am. This step and that step, and I went here and I went there, and I, I, I tried out for this. And it was like, Ramesh, no question words in the other. So everyone needs to know that everything we have is on loan. Everything you have on loan, you have such a big shot. Because it's not yours. And that's what Dr. Levine told Asa. Asa said, wow, where did you get all these people from? And he said, 
I didn't get anything. Hashem had pity on me. He, he, he gave me, he did me a chesed. It's not mine. Nothing's ours. And beware of the white one. It's a trap. So if you have a, if you have a smartphone, then, then filter it to the hill. Because if you don't, and the trap is that, the trap is two ways. The trap is, it, he's brilliant. The, the southern is brilliant. He's like, if you're really a good girl, and you, you never do anything wrong, then he comes to you and says, listen, one time you do something wrong, that's not a bad thing. You're such a good girl, you're such a big girl. If you're a bad girl, he said, you're so bad, what's the difference anymore? You're anyway going to burn. He gets you both ways. He's brilliant. He gets you both ways. So you, you don't deal with it. You, you just, you, you, you realize, don't give me no Baruch Hashem. You're trying to kill me. Don't give me a hug and a kiss when you're trying to bite, when you're trying to rip my throat out. Esau is Esau, and love is love on. And they're dangerous when they're ugly. When, 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 when we assimilate. We're different. We're mitzvahs. We, we're not, we're not the same as everyone else. We're not better. So we go, oh, I'm better, we're better than the Goyim. It doesn't say anywhere in the world you're better than the Goyim. So you're different. You're different. You're, in your body, there's no parts that are better. Your heart is different than your lungs. You can't say, I don't need my heart. And your brain is different than your heart and your lungs. And your blood, everything is different. A person's body is all different. Is one organ better than another? No. You need them all. So, and Hashem created the world, the Jewish part of the world. If you want to know, what is the organ in the world? What is the Jewish organ in the world? The Neshama. We are supposed to bring morality, morality and respect and, and spirituality. That is our job to bring to the world. Everyone else has different moving parts. We need roads, we need scientists, we need planes, we need all this stuff. What are we supposed to bring to the world? Morality. We're the neshama, spirituality. That's what we're supposed to bring to the world. All the other stuff, that's not for us. We don't do well in it. We don't do well. Every time we get deep into it, God kicked us out of Spain. He kicked us out of the, of the base of Mignaj. He kicked us out of Germany, of Europe. He kicked us out of, in the Crusades. Don't get too comfortable. And in America today, we got very comfortable. And people are, the network, we, 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 you know, there's so much anti-Semitism as a kid. Graveyards and swastikas and, and it's, it's not normal what's going on. We get too comfortable. Don't get too comfortable. We get too comfortable with age of the day. Good bite. And you got to pray that Hashem will make your next turn tomorrow. Would you all be dying now? Go back there to Israel. Next week's share will be Mr. Hashem al-Khan. Be much here. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.